Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I'd like to welcome everyone today, especially all of our guests. We are so glad to have you in service with us today. Thank you for being with us this morning. If this is your first or your second time with us, we invite you to stop by our welcome area in the back of the sanctuary, and we have a small token of appreciation to give you for being with us today. Also, I'd like to encourage you, if you're a guest or if you've been a few times, if you've never had a a home Bible study taught to you, the Word of God is an absolutely awesome thing. It's not just a piece of literature. It's not just another book, but it is the source of life. And we've got folks that would love the opportunity to spend some time with you sharing the Word of God. There'll be somebody in the back you could talk to about that if you'd like to find out a little bit more information. If you're watching us online today, wherever you're joining us from, we welcome you as a part of this service and pray that you are blessed by it today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have a Bible, um, hard copy or digital copy, <laughs> you'd like to turn to Isaiah 55, verse number 1. If you don't have one, you can just take a look at the screen. Isaiah 55, verse 1. Then we're going to go to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 55 and 1 says, Ho, stop, wait, pay attention. Everyone that thirsteth, come to the waters. He that hath no money, Come ye, buy and eat. Yea, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Man, too bad there's not some stores and car dealerships. and There are a few car dealerships, you know, come. You don't have money, come. Then they give you this jacked up interest rate. Chapter 61, verse number 1. This is a prophetic passage. Jesus actually, in the book of Luke, comes into the synagogue and reads from this very passage. The Spirit of the Lord... God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them, I want you to notice the trades that he is willing to make. Beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified, and they shall build the old wastes, they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities, the desolations of many generations, 
and strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the sons of the aliens shall be your plowmen and your wine and your vine dressers. One other verse, Matthew eleven twenty eight, says simply this. Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. A couple of nights ago, in the middle of the night, the Spirit impressed a statement upon me, and I guess I will use it as my title today. To the broken... He says, come. To the whole, he says, go. To the broken, he says, come. To the whole, he says, go. Jesus, I thank you for your presence that has been in this place all morning. I thank you for your spirit that has already touched hearts and lives. You've already ministered to people in this place. There are people here, Father, that I believe have already received something they needed today. But I also believe that you're not done working and ministering in this place and that your word is here today to minister to hearts and lives. So I pray now that your spirit through your word would minister. I pray, God, again today that this would not just be a sermon for a Sunday morning service because that's what's expected, but I pray that it would be a message that would come from you that would find good ground in somebody's heart today. In the name of Jesus Christ, I trust you for your anointing this morning. I depend on you today, Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I have read a few verses, and there are many, many others that communicate the same message. Whoever you are, wherever you come from, Whatever you have or don't have to give, come. I love that verse in Isaiah 55 and 1. Come and buy. And if you don't have any money, come and buy anyway. What what he's saying to me is, don't let anything stop you. That whatever you think the hindrance is to you coming to me, I will take care of all of the hindrances. I I just want you to come. Then he says in chapter 61, he says, I want to make some trades with you. I want to exchange some things with you. I want you to bring your ashes. Ashes represent the, the, the disappointments and the failures and the, the leftovers from past troubles and trials and difficulties and disappointments that you've been through. He said, I want you to bring me your ashes. And for your ashes, I'm not just going to give you what is equal to your ashes, but I'm going to replace your ashes with beauty. 
I got something to give you that is not equal to what you have to give me. I, I've got something to give you that is greater than what you're able to give me. Those of you that have come in with heaviness and weighted down by life, I want to give you the garment of praise that will lighten your load and, and take some of that burden off of you. Those of you that have been in mourning, those of you that have been in grieving, I, I want to give you joy in exchange for your mourning. Come, he says, come. I don't care how broken you are, come. I, I don't care how beat up you are from life, come. I, I don't care if you've got anything valuable to give, come. John 6 and 37, he says, All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise. Whoever comes to me I will in no wise cast out. Whoever comes I will not reject. Whoever comes, I will welcome with open arms. There's not much in life you can say that about. There's a lot of places today that you could go that they will not in no wise cast you out. In fact, quite the opposite. They will in no wise let you in. You don't have the proper status. You don't have the right amount of money. You don't live in the right neighborhood. You don't have the right connections. And so they're not going to let you in. You don't have the finances necessary to go there. I don't want to embarrass any of you fine folks here today as... Those of you that I am your pastor, but you'll have to forgive me if I embarrass you, but, but you know what? I, I, I've accumulated a bunch of points on Expedia. The reason I've accumulated a bunch of points on Expedia is because I am trying to get the best deal possible. You don't know what Expedia is. That's one of many websites that provides you the opportunity for searching prices for rental cars and hotels and air and flights and And I like to see how many stars can I get for the lowest price. Because there's a lot of places I'd love to stay. But I just don't have the resources to stay there. And I probably will never get in. I probably will never go there. But the most important place in the world that anybody can go is in the presence of Jehovah. There's no greater place in the world you can go besides the presence of Jehovah because in the presence of Jehovah, hearts are mended, troubles vanish, people are healed, people are delivered, people are set free. And the most important place in all of the world you could go is the only place that says, I don't care who you are, I don't care where you come from, I don't care what you've done, just come. There's an old, old song that says, come just as you are. 
come just as you are. I meant to look it up this morning. I meant to have it in my notes to read it. I forgot to do it. There's a song that's come out in the last several months. I think sometime last year, if I'm not mistaken, the, I guess the title of the song is Come to the Altar. Somebody help me. The first part, are, are you, are you broken? Are you broken within? Anybody else know it? Help me out. Somebody. Overwhelmed by the state of your state or stain? Weight, state, stain, all of it's good synonyms to me. By the weight, overwhelmed by the weight of your sin. Are you burdened down? Are you weighted down by your sin and your past and what's going on in your life? Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms. The Father's arms. Well, here we go, getting off script already. This isn't in the notes, but here we go. That prodigal son requested his inheritance from his father prematurely. You know, it's kind of, it got, I'd be kind of offended if my kids came to me and said, listen, I, I know you're still around, but I'd like to go ahead and get my inheritance now. Of course, the good news in the current circumstances of my household is, <laughs> there ain't one now and there probably won't be one then, so. <laughs> I've already given you everything I got. (laughs) But the father willingly responded and gave the inheritance to his son. He wasn't ready for it. He, He didn't have the maturity to deal with it. And he goes off and he blows it in a quick, short amount of time. And then he comes, he decides, the Bible says he's... He's feeding pigs and he's about to decide to eat the, the pig's food and all of a sudden he realizes, you know what? The servants in my house, in my father's house have it better than I have it. I'm, I'm going to go back home and he comes up with this speech as he's going back home and, and I'm going to go home and I'm going to tell my father that, you know what? I, I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Just make me a servant. I realize I've blown it, I've messed up, and I don't deserve to be a son anymore. But just let me be a servant, because a servant is better than where I've been, what I'm doing. And he makes that journey home, and the Bible says the father is sitting there on the porch. It doesn't say the porch. I'm That's 2018 translation. The father is waiting, looking. Expecting. Isn't that interesting? Oh, my, my, my. We may have to get to part two next week. The father was waiting. He was waiting. He wasn't angry. He wasn't bitter. He wasn't mad. He was waiting. Some of you parents have waited on your kids too. Oh, boy, when they... And you, you are late. Curfew was an hour ago. Oh. That's not what the father was doing. He wasn't sitting there, boy. I am ready for you when I see you. It's a, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see you because I'm gonna I'm gonna read you the ride. I'm gonna tear you up one side and down the other. You gonna you you ain't never gotten a beat down like you're about to get right now. No, the father was waiting, expecting. He was waiting, expecting. 
for the Son to come. And while the Son is making His return with His speech, the Father is waiting with His speech. Actually, the Father didn't really have a speech. The Son had one. And I, I know this, this isn't all in the Scripture, but I, 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 think, I don't think it contradicts, so forgive me for using my imagination for a moment. But I can just picture that Son making His way back home and in His mind repeating over and over and over and over again what He's going to say. Anybody ever remember those days? Some of you are still in them. You, you want to ask your parents something? It's that subject you don't really, you know, it's something you know is a touchy subject or you know it's that subject you probably expect the answer you're going to get and it's not the answer you want. But you go over and over and, I mean, you come up with a really good one. I mean, you come up with the right approach and, and all the right things to say and, and you've got, you've got your negotiation all worked out and, and you get that moment and I don't know about you, but it never went as planned. Of course, my, for me, it didn't go as planned because it was like the prodigal and his father. It didn't go as planned because when I got, when I got to look in my dad in the eyes, everything I had rehearsed just was like. <laughs> and he's got it worked out. I, I, I know I messed up. I know I wasted. So, so just let me be a, let me be a son. Who knows? I mean, a servant. Who how many times he went over and over in his mind rehearsing that speech and finally he, he, he starts he gets, he gets within eyesight of the house and the father sees him and the father comes leaves the porch leaves the house to go to meet him now I got to tell you this isn't in the Bible but I'm just telling you I, I, since, I, since this guy was a, was, was a human being like us I, I got a feeling this was his oh man Oh, no. I'm not even going to get to the house to give my speech. He is so upset. He is on his way to meet me. He's running. Yeah, he's running. It does say that. He's running. Oh, my. He is so mad. He's not even letting me get to the house. He's running to meet me. This is over with. I don't know if he ever got anything out of his mouth. I don't remember if it says that or not. I don't know if he got much out of his mouth because the father, again, the father didn't have a speech. The father had, an, had some actions. And the actions were he embraced his son. My son who was lost is now found. My, my son who was gone has now come home. That's the attitude. All oh, come to the altar. The father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood. Oh, what a savior. Isn't he one? Hallelujah. A bunch of y'all look so good today. I mean, you, you just, you look good. You're dressed up. You get, you got your Sunday outfit on. And I mean, you got it going on, but we go back far enough. If we re, we, if we rewind the VHS of your life, 
Y'all remember those days? Whoever watched it last better rewind it. If we go back far enough, you didn't look like what you look like now all the time. You didn't have it going on all the time like you got it going on now. And the reason you got it going on now is not because you had something great to offer, but you came without any money and you came without any ability to purchase. And he said, I will freely give because really it doesn't matter how much you have. You don't have enough to purchase what it is that I have to give. I will in no wise cast out. I will in no wise. Isn't it amazing how how easily the devil gets us to believe things that the Word of God so clearly states are different than what he's saying? Because he... How many of you have been through, some of you are going through it today, God's, God's not going to accept me. God's not, God doesn't have any interest in me. God doesn't want anything to do with me. And I've already read you several verses and I got one or two more, I think, here before I'm done that say very clearly. I mean, that one I just read is enough. He will in no wise cast out. He will in no wise cast out. He will look at nobody and say, you don't belong here. He will look at no one and say, you're too messed up. You're too broken. You've done too much. Come just as you are. John seven thirty seven. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, If any man thirst, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. If you're thirsty, I've got something for you to drink. If you're hungry, I've got something for you to eat. If you are, if you are broken, I've got the thing, the very thing that is able to put you back together again. Revelation chapter 22 verse 16. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and the morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will. Please tell me, who does that word leave out? Who is excluded by that word? Nobody. Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Whosoever will. Whosoever will, let him take it freely. Take it freely because it doesn't cost anything? Take it freely because there's no price? No, take it freely because he has paid the price. 
I've had a time or two. It seems like it happened a couple of months ago, most recently. Not that there's been many times, but most recently we, I think we were at Double T Diner after a service. May have even been around the holidays. And there was several different tables of church folks in there. Church folks from Antioch. At the conclusion of the meal, the server says, somebody already paid your bill. Somebody already paid the price. Oh, okay. I wasn't expecting that. You know how sad it is when God has already paid the price? And the things that He has already paid the price for, we never take advantage of. We never claim our rightful ownership to. And He's already paid the price. Whosoever will come and drink freely to the broken, He says, come. To the wounded, he says, come. To the rejected, he says, come. To the addicted, he says, come. To the abused, he says, come. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done. The message from the Father is, come. Come. There's no obstacle too great to keep you from coming. There's no problem too big to keep you from coming. I know some of you here today probably got trouble with this next one. But there is absolutely nothing you have ever done. There is nothing you've ever done that would cause him to say, No, sorry, that's too much for me. You've gone too far with that. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus that washes white as snow. I know that it reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood that washes white as snow. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood that saved me. One day when I was lost, he died on the cross. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. If we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, He is faithful 
and just to forgive us. And how about this next part? And to cleanse us. To cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Again, I ask you, what does all leave out? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Uh, there really is, there really is, there's another half to the message, but I just don't know if we're getting there this morning. Oh, I, I just don't know. I, I know some of you, you, this, none of this applies to you today because you all, you got it all good. You all that in a bag of chips. Problem is, if we'd open that bag, all we'd find is a bunch of crumbled chips. I got, I got down in my office. I had no clue. I've kept it. I've held on to it. I got, I like, uh, I like, um, I like, I think probably my favorite mint, I think probably if I, if I had to pick a particular mint, I like cinnamon icebreakers. Most of those ones that come in that little round container. Several years ago now, I went and I bought a, usually I, you don't find them everywhere. Uh, CVS and Arnold has them. In case any of y'all are interested, want to bring me some next service. <laughs> and we are, we are now just in, we are now in the holiday season of Easter. So, in case you forgot, it's sweet tart jelly beans. It's not. I was so blessed last year because a couple of you bought some and didn't like them and you needed to do something with them. Bring them on. We, 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 we were going someplace yesterday and I had bought a bag and I had them sitting on the console and the bag was not open. My wife had to go and open the bag. I'm like, really, why did you do that? As long as the bag is open, I mean, as long as the bag's closed, we're good. Once it's open, I have to face my humanity straight on. I have to, dra- I have to face how undisciplined I am. What I don't think any of them know at this point is Thursday I already went through the first bag. <laughs> I went, I looked, I think it was yesterday morning, I looked on a nightstand and the Lord had provided another one. Somebody probably thought they were helping me out with the first one, but I, I already went through the, I know, I just, that's not good. I'm sorry. All of you healthy, wonderful folks, pray for me. But I, I, so I usually, I have a tendency if I, when I, when I buy those icebreakers to buy a couple of them, cause you don't always. I did that and, and I went to open one of them and it was a perfectly sealed package of icebreakers. The the wrapper was on it the way it comes, that plastic, clear plastic seal that's on the edge of it. Everything was absolutely perfect. But when I picked it up, I noticed there was nothing in it. Problem with being a, see, if those of you that aren't a preacher, you'd have taken it back and returned it. 
preachers understand you're stuck with it because you now have potential for a good object lesson, so I just have to lose my money. A few of you are kind of like that icebreaker container in my office. Man, the outside, boy, woo. I mean, you, you got it. It's long as nobody shakes you. Long as nobody shakes you. Because some of you, you get shaken and they're actually, they're, you're not empty. Unlike my icebreaker package, you're not empty. But unfortunately, when you get shaken, what comes out? Oh my God. So I was trying to get to those of you today that got it all going on. Hopefully the Lord will let me finish this next week and you'll have to come back next week. But for today, dear Lord, the Holy Ghost has been in this place all morning long. From the very first song throughout worship, and he's still here, and there is there is a tug. There is a I, I, I see a few of you been doing this. Let me tell you what that is. That is that's that come. That's that draw. I know the problem is some of you sitting there and you got so much baggage and you've been rejected so many times. There's part of you says, man, that's exactly what I want to hear. And then there's another part of you says, he ain't talking to you. He's not talking to you. He's talking to everybody else here but you. Because this doesn't apply to you. Excuse me? Whoever comes, I will end. No wise cast out. Whoever will come, let him drink of the water freely. If you don't have any money, come. If you can't buy it, come. I'll take care of it for you. Oh, some of you don't want anybody to know you're broken today. But there's a few of you here, you're broken and you know you're broken and you realize people know you're broken. So whichever of those two categories you fall in, it really doesn't matter. But what I know is that in this place I feel the tug of the Spirit of God saying, Come, I know you're broken, I know everything about you, but I say come anyway. Preacher, you don't know everything I've done. You don't know everything about me. How can you tell me it doesn't matter? You're right. I don't know everything and I don't need to know everything. But what I do know is the one that knows everything. The one that knows every single thing about you is the one that says, Come. Come. Oh, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus 
Christ. Some of you know this, but just in case some of you don't know this, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta explain this to you for a moment because we have one understanding of forgiveness. We have one level of forgiveness that really is the best that we as humans can do. If, if, if you, come here Seth, let me borrow you for a second. If, if, if Seth does something to mistreat me, if, if Seth does something to abuse me, I, I've got to decide if I'm going to live with the bitterness and the resentment and let it destroy me or if I'm going to forgive. I heard a preacher say years ago, and what a powerful statement, he said, bitterness is like you taking a poisonous pill and then waiting for somebody else to die. So if he's wronged me, he's hurt me, he's offended me, I've got bitterness i got to make a decision. Am I going to live with that bitterness and let it ruin my life? Or am I going to forgive him? But here's the deal. When you and I forgive, if I choose, you know what, Seth? You hurt me. You offended me. And I, but I, I forgive you. He still was guilty of what he did. My forgiveness is not saying you didn't, you didn't do anything to hurt me. My forgiveness is not saying you didn't do anything wrong. My forgiveness is saying I refuse to live under the control of what you did, so I forgive you. Thank you. But when I come to God, and I repent of my sins, and I ask Him to forgive me, He does not just say, okay, I I, I forgive you for what you did. I'm not going to hold that against you anymore. His forgiveness goes beyond that. His forgiveness says, not only am I going to release you of what you've done, I'm going to absolutely, completely wipe away every bit of evidence, every trace of what you have done. I'm going to completely wipe it out of my memory and it will be as if you have never done anything. I know, I know. Man, that preacher, that's just too good to be true. From a human perspective, you're absolutely right, it is. But my Bible tells me That when I repent and He forgives me, He takes my sins and casts them into the sea of forgetfulness. And He doesn't remember them anymore. Paul said it like this, If any man be in Christ, He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. How many of you ever gone to a used car dealership and bought a car? How many of you ever gone? How many of you ever bought a used car? How many of you, when you bought that used car, maybe whether from a dealership or through the classifieds or uh, what's it called now? Craigslist, yeah. 
whatever you saw for sale sign in the window. How many of you, when when you when you bought that car, you you told your spouse or you told a family member or another friend, you say, "Hey, guess what? I got a new car." Anybody ever do that? Come on, come on. I got a new car. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, man, I got a new car. What'd you get? I got a, I got a Ford Pinto. Oh, what? I got a, I got a Chevy Chevette. I saw a picture on uh, Facebook a couple of weeks ago. Somebody, it was one of them memes. Do you know what this? I texted my, my, my Aunt Rhonda because that's what, she had a little gold Chevy Chevette. See, that, that's my wife. My wife for years goes to consignment shops for clothes and furniture and come home. I got a new I got a new table. Oh really? Yeah, where'd you get it? Salvation Army. Oh. But, but when Paul said, if you're in Christ, you are a new creature. He wasn't talking about a new-to-you creature. He wasn't talking about your old, used, beat up, but somebody else bought you, so they're calling you new. When Paul said, if you're in Christ, you're a new creature. Old things have passed away. Here's that three-letter word again. All things have become new. That's the kind of forgiveness that God is offering to some people in this place today. Oh, my, 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 my. To the broken, He says, Come, come. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please. Oh, Jesus. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Come. Come. If you're broken, come. If you're wounded, come. If you're abused, come. If you don't have anything to purchase anything with, come. The Father's arms are open wide. They're open wide. Whosoever will, let him come and drink freely. Whosoever will, whoever will come, I will in no wise cast out. The blood of Jesus Christ is available in this place today to make some people a completely brand new creature. I wonder if we could do this for a moment, just just do it this way. If you're comfortable with doing, could you just reach over to the person beside you, maybe grab their hand or put a hand on their shoulder, whatever, whatever you feel most comfortable with. I just... I just want us just right where we are. We we may do something different than this in a moment, but right now, right where you are, I just can we just begin to pray one for another for a few moments here?
Come on, some of you are sitting there right now and you have experienced what it is I just preached. You've experienced for yourself what I preached and you know it to be true. And maybe there's somebody sitting nearby you and, and you know that they're not quite sure. They, they haven't quite experienced it yet to know that it's true. Would you let the Lord begin to use you right now to minister to them? In the name of Jesus, come on. There is a, I believe there is a drawing presence of the Lord that is in this place today that has been here all morning long. God's been touching somebody. God's been reaching for somebody all, all morning. This whole service, He's been pulling for you. And this whole service, He's been tugging at your heart. And He's inviting you. If you'll just come to me, I got what you need. If you'll just come to me, I can give you what you need. If you'll just come to me, I've got the answer to what you're dealing with. I've, I've got the solution to your problem. And I'm willing and ready to provide what it is that you have need of. In the name of Jesus. 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 As you continue praying as you are. If, as you continue praying where you are. I think there may be somebody that you're feeling that tug strong enough right now that you're willing to do more than just respond where you are and that you feel the tug, the pull of the love of God, the presence of God, that you would be willing to get up out of your seat and as the song I've referred to says, come to the altar. The Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness! Forgiveness! has already been purchased for you. The price for your forgiveness has already been paid. The only question is, are you going to claim what has been provided for you today? Everything has already been done that's necessary to provide for the forgiveness. The only thing that's left is whether or not you're going to do what is necessary to receive that forgiveness. In the name of Jesus, church, would you be sensitive to the Holy Ghost right now? Come on, the presence of the Lord is working in this place right now. The Spirit of the Lord is touching hearts and lives in this place right now. Maybe there's somebody that they're just struggling with the faith to respond on their own and they need somebody to give them a little bit of encouragement, speak a word of encouragement to help them to have the faith to respond. In the name of Jesus. Father, we believe you right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Somebody, somebody, somebody. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, come. Oh, come. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, no matter where you're coming from, it's the same message come it's the same invitation come 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 uh, come and drink freely from the river of living water come and drink freely oh hallelujah in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus God, I pray that the voice of the enemy, the voice of condemnation, would be silenced. 
every heart and every mind in this place, Lord. That there would be faith to hear and receive, God. Jesus is calling. Jesus is calling. I wish you would imagine that there's nobody else in this sanctuary right now but you. I wish you would just somehow imagine that there's nobody else in this place right now but you and Jesus. And He's calling you. He's calling you. Oh, come. Oh, come. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come. Oh, come to the altar. Hallelujah. It's already been purchased. The price has already been paid. Everything that needs to be done has already been done by the Father. Now it's up to you and I whether or not we take advantage of what has been provided. Whether or not we receive what is being freely offered.